Men, boys, fellow brothers of Vietnam Nation and the Kamish, no more funny business. This is serious. We're down to the final two weeks of the regular season where six teams still have a chance to make it to the postseason. Two of those teams will not make it. Can Chris's Acme Pack finally win the championship that Team Stump won a year ago. He's in the driver's seat. Speaking of Stump, he has MLB this week and Acme Pack next week. He's got his work cut out just to make the playoffs, let alone to defend his championship. MLB is still in shock that he's in playoff contention. He needs one more win to secure a spot. Team Ball and Mr. Wright are both 6-4. and four. Between those two teams, Joe Ryan has a slightly easier schedule. Landon will have to earn his his way into a playoff spot as he still has to play Acme Pack and the Commission's team. It won't be easy. And don't count out our very own Kamish, who'll be snacking his way through G2 and Landon during the last two weeks. So boys, buckle up. It's going to be fast, furious, and fun over the next two weeks. So let's get ready to listen to the number one podcast produced in Vietnam Nation, where you get to hear the two G's. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two G's, Mark and Drew. Wow, that was, that was really intense. Inspired? Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever been so so inspired to play fantasy football. Well, it's that time of the year. <laughs> There's just two more games left, regular season. Is this, by the way, is this your favorite time of the year? This is really exciting. What you th- so this is your fifth six years. So right. you, when you get to this part, this is the most fun. Yeah, this is showtime. Uh, and if I'm doing well, which usually I am, uh, in my other four leagues, I'm going to be going into the playoffs. Uh, can't say the same thing about this league, unfortunately. Although I'm technically I'm not completely out. But regardless, without talking more about me, it, it is really fun. Uh, the playoff time. Um, also getting a chance to not worry about schoolwork because you got some breaks going in. So true. It's true. a good time. Good point. Good point. Hey, by the way, this is episode number, number nine, number G1 nine and G2. And this is, we just finished week 10 and we're getting into one of my favorite segments. So we now have the week number 10 recap and that's your cue g2 g2 called it folks dylan's team your mom's hot yoga class upset team stump 107 to 81 or wait a minute did team stump decide to give eight of his players the week off anyway don't look now dylan has a two-game winning streak mr Wright also knocked off acne back 164 to 147 joe ryan needed that win to keep his playoff hopes alive and what to make of chris losing g1 is calling it a statistical anomaly MLB paid back the commission who beat him two weeks earlier. This time around, MLB won 166 to 137 over Need to Breeze Hard Knocks. Team Ball dominated East Dakota Community College 182 to 108. Team Ball is now in the playoff discussion with two straight wins. Finally, JV's Deflator Gators defeated Team Miller 156 to 112. My partner has not confirmed this. But it appears Anthony disciplined Saquon Barkley by sitting him in place of Ty Montgomery, who had a bye week. Acme Pack and MLB are tied for first at 7-3. Team Stump, Team Ball, and Mr. Wright are next in the pecking order at 6-4. The Kamish is still in the hunt for a playoff spot. He's 5-5. Five and five. 
What was your favorite game last week? Uh, definitely not mine. <laughs> you were <laughs> obliterated. Oh, oh my gosh. I uh, think uh, Chris and Joe Ryan was really exciting because we went down to the uh, wire. A little bit, little bit down to the wire. Uh, I mean, the score technically was it's over a 15-point difference here, but we kind of had different thoughts throughout the Sunday afternoon about what could happen. Chris was kind of coming back, and then Joe Ryan had a good player play. So that was kind of an exciting one. It, it took until Monday to, to finish that off so that was in a that was a fun game i don't th- i don't think chris liked it <laughs> no i think he'll be fine though he's it's like we said a little bit of a statistical anomaly there chris's players are so good <laughs> uh they're really good didn't help that he had a negative seven from the jets defense that sucks yeah but what again it was an anomaly right. is... imagine if he had had a defense with 10 points or Maybe it was a really good day and t- twelve points. That's a, that's almost a twenty point difference. That's a yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's almost all it took. So, Chris, I feel for you. I mean, I've been there. I feel your pain. And I'm the, there every week. Here's another game that was a little surprising. You, by the way, you called the upset, didn't you, on yes. Stomp and, and Dylan. Dylan? But did did Dylan win or did Stump just lose? Well. <laughs> I will say Stump had the disadvantage of having some very key bye week players and AJ Green. Yeah, he's, he's done until December, so that could really hurt his team. By the way, speaking of Stump and speaking of Chris, guess who's going to be on the show next week? Uh, I'm going to guess Stump and Chris. <laughs> they are going to be exactly. They're going to be doing an interview with them, and I did not know this until earlier this week, but they could possibly be the game of the year maybe maybe there's some what ifs so i when i found out about that i thought hey i'm going to email these guys and they've both been very gracious enough so probably we're hoping tuesday night we'll uh, do the interview can't wait to hear from that so we we they will obviously uh that'll be pre-recorded and that will be part of next week's uh podcast we've got another potential interview that you and i were just talking about um Landon, if you're listening, and and also um, Kamish, who's I'm. <laughs> oh man, I don't think he likes me. Treading on eggshells. Yeah, I don't know if he likes me, but we we may try to get them in an interview too. But I've we've got to email them. So so um, you know, just 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 you guys may want to uh, be paying attention. So let's move on to segment number four, and I want to go around the horn. Uh, that sounds like a baseball term, but uh, we're going to go around the horn and let's start with, let's start with Mr. Wright and Deflator Gators. They play uh, this week, week 11. By the way, we just, uh, we're, we're taping this. Can we say that we're taping this? Yeah, it's old fashioned, but <laughs> I, it, I think it'll work. Is that 70s? <laughs> is that 70s? Uh, so we are recording this after the Thursday night game, and so we've already had a few pretty impressive scores. <coughs> Excuse me, Kamish uh, <laughs> did pretty well uh, against you. Yeah, but... I think the Green Bay Packers found out they actually have a running back. He exists. So let, let's so let's back up. Let's go back to Mister Wright, Deflator right. Gators. Who who wins that game? So now that Leonard Fournette is healthy and he put up a 20 plus spot last week i'm a really big fan of joe ryan's yeah team me here. too i mean he's got gordon Fournette. that's going to be a 
a two-headed monster at the running back position. It's going to be hard for for JB to come back from. And then he's got Antonio Brown. He he oh wow. And they're coming into playoff mode and uh I I anticipate Pittsburgh to to play clutch these last couple games of the season. Now, I don't know if JB listens to our international podcast award-winning award-winning thank you i was a little perturbed jb that uh randall cobb is still in your lineup if you are listening he was inactive tonight he was inactive tonight and the reason i'm giving jb you a hard time is uh hey the mr wright is playing for a playoff spot he's playing for his life and so, and and I I think still JB has a great well, agreed. Well, when I say great, I mean look at look at his team: Christian McCaffrey, he's got Julio Jones, uh, he's got Mark Ingram in the flex position. Right. Who, who, um, gosh, he. I mean, there's some good players. I mean, I'm coveting some of those players. But again, you're going with Mr. Wright. I am. Moving on. So the next game, we're looking at Team Miller and your mom's hot yoga class. Please change that name, Dylan Meister. I don't think that's going to happen. So who who you got there, G2? Well, Anthony actually set his lineup this week. Oh, he So I'm actually going to go with Anthony whoa, whoa, on this whoa, one. Whoa, 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 back up the truck, G2. What are you trying to say? He actually set his lineup. I'm saying that I like uh, Anthony. T. Miller may have taken a little bit of a hiatus, and he's back potentially. So did he discipline Saquon Barkley? Is yeah, that I don't think I don't think he made it to his fantasy practice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was he was he was trying to be Billichek there and and play uh, play a dad role. Anthony, we love you. By the way, we we just want you to play your heart out. And <laughs> Especially with these playoff implication games. The other thing I have about Team Miller and, and uh, <laughs> your mom's hot yoga class. Guys, <laughs> Dylan, change that name. So the, the d- does does maybe Dylan have a strategy about throwing the season so he can get that number one draft pick? I think he's like me, and he's a little bit too competitive, <laughs> and he's just going to try to win. Okay. That's, that's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, you do know there's a Saquon Barkley on the line. I don't know who next <laughs> right. year's Saquon Barkley. Right. But, so the commish may want to have an eye on that game to make sure no, he's not trying to throw it. Yeah, we don't want any uh, scandal here. Yeah, I don't want any scandal because I know what it's like to be on, on the commish's bad we, side. We don't want to ban someone for, for life from fantasy football. Exactly. Like so that commish, when, he, when you get on his bad side in his doghouse. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, next game is potentially a game of the week. Uh, team ball and Acme Pack. Who's your call, G2? Going with Chris here. Uh, again, I think last week, like you and I both kind of decided that it was a bit of a of a surprise that Chris lost last week. Agree. Um, I'm going with Chris. Going yeah, with Chris. He has a bounce back. And even with the loss... How many points did Chris score last he week? He put up 140 plus. 140 plus points. So, which is one of his lowest of the season. Which is one of his <laughs> lowest of the season. That's sick. minus the 119 he had a couple weeks ago. And but. so again, that that defense yeah. that was just crazy. So yeah, I I do too. And Landon, I, I, again, we love your team. Yeah, you're projected almost 140 points. So I mean that that is solid. So, n- nothing. I mean anything's possible. Yeah, I, I I think even Landon is nodding his head. Probably that. Yeah, uh, it's if. It, Going to take some some players if, really playing above. 
expectation. Right. If Landon does win this game, uh, he's pretty much right in the playoffs, I think. So that's going to be interesting if he does get an upset. The next game I'm looking at is my partner against the commish. And I hate to say this, G2, but I think Nidabree's Hard Knocks has the edge. I kind of agree with that. And I think it would, uh, taking out my personal feelings on the matter, I think Thomas winning this is going to make next week all the more exciting for the league. So it's not the end of the world if I lose this. I think it's going to be really fun because you could potentially have three 6-6 uh, six and six teams or, uh, uh, sorry, 6-5 and five teams going into next week. That's, that's crazy. Last game, MLB Baseball, G1 against Jake's team, Team Stump. Who wins that game? Well, you don't have any bye week players that are hurting you well, this week, do you? Chubb is Chubb? out. Chubb, okay. Well, because you have 20 other running backs that you can put in there, I think... 19. <laughs> I think I I give the edge to you, which kind of means I'm not really calling any upsets this week. I, I would like to add something. I was I, I, uh, have, I coach a chief operating officer every week. We meet weekly. Uh, he's with a large uh, real estate investment firm in the Kansas City metro area. And he's he has a fantasy team, so we we spent a little bit of time talking about our teams. He's also in a PPR league, uh, in fact, even ESPN league. And he lost his first four, won his last six. But we were both commenting about okay, we were both over five hundred. Both of us hate our own teams, <laughs> and so when I when you when we're talking about team stump, I'm just thinking I see all the flaws. In my team, and I still think Jake could easily win uh, that game. So, so I, I even I bet Chris looks at his team and says, "Well, I maybe uh, not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not." So, so we've got these games. You already said no upsets. Who's the game of the week for this uh, for this uh, five games? Uh, I tough call. You can either it? call it between. Between you and Stump or uh, Chris and Landon on this game because they both have big implications for, not for you and Chris per se, but Landon and Stump who are both 6-4 and four right now. A win for them means an automatic, pretty much an automatic playoff berth. I agree with that. Let's move on. Uh, good stuff. Really good stuff. So predictions predictions so you remember the very first of the season we did the survey and i didn't even listen to that episode but i know chris was in that list right i know that stump uh, was in that discussion i'm guessing jill ryan the the four top positions were actually the the four that made the playoffs last year so oh, okay <laughs> chris stump you and joe ryan were the had the highest uh, votes total, if I recall. Okay, okay that sounds right. So you, you've jogged my memory. And we were talking about this before we started the show. This is getting to be interesting because Very. if, if, and Jacob, we love your team. I love your team. I'm coveting your team. I'm just saying if you lose, I'm not saying you will. If you lose, you're six and five. If Landon loses, six and five. If 
J- Tom is wins six and five. Yes, it's getting pretty. So I, yeah, I mentioned a couple minutes ago there could be the three. Kitchen. I mentioned a couple minutes ago there could be three six and six and fives, but actually four total. So, and if I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the standings right now, and the points the point totals for teams is not super far off, so it could really go any way in the next two weeks depending on how many points are scored. So, yeah, if we get some ties here, it's going to be really interesting to see who. Takes the so I want to give some advice to all of the <laughs> league managers. This is deep, G2. My advice is if you lose, lose by scoring lots of points. <laughs> That's <laughs> my Lose advice. 170 to 168. Exactly. You need to score points, boys. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Yeah, good point. So, are you going to call it? Who, who's yeah. who's in your top so, four? Uh, Acme Pack and MLB Baseball top two. You already have you guys already have seven wins. So, giving those spots to you and Joe Ryan. Uh, I think he has the the easiest. Nothing against his team at all, but he has potentially the easiest of the last two weeks. That is a good point. Although, if Anthony sets his lineup again next week, then that is going to be a tough <laughs> game. <laughs> but uh, this week he plays uh, JB. And a win like that, and that's going to be seven wins for him, and he's in. And again, with his with having Fournette on his team, I really do like his team again. I do too. Good call. So, so yeah, uh, Pack MLB Baseball, Joe Ryan, and as of right now, I'm calling Landon for this one for that fourth spot. Is Thomas? Can he get in? He very he very well could. So if he beats me this week. And Landon loses, and Stump loses, which the projections show that that is the more likely outcome. Then we go to week 12, and it's going to be the game of the year between Thomas and Landon, and whoever wins that game is going to go to the playoffs for that fourth spot. So it's, it, he definitely has a chance. He has a shot. He's had a lot of bad luck this year, but he in the end, he does have a shot. This is making my head hurt. <laughs> Well, we've been saying uh, Thomas a lot in these last few paragraphs, and I think G2, that's a good segue for the dish with the commish. We're glad he's healthy. He's back in the saddle. So let's let him do his weekly thing. Welcome to the dish with the commish. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Dish with the Commish. I've got chicken stir-fry here made by my lovely wife. She's an amazing cook and it's delicious. No top tip for this week because I can't be giving out free advice before playoff time, this close to it anyway. And besides, my league office is actually really busy investigating MLB baseball after a number of my players turned up missing this weekend uh, in our game. So they're looking into that right now to discuss if there's any suspensions or fines that will be necessary. What I wanted to tell you guys uh, is, is just to give you a little rundown of uh, the playoffs and the offseason coming up. A couple scheduling things so that you all would know. This seemed like a good format for it. Um, so the trade deadline is a couple weeks. It's actually two weeks from today when I'm recording this, the 28th of November. So make sure you get all your trades in. That's right before the playoffs. So once the playoffs have started, there are no more trades. Uh, until the off season, and uh, we want to try and this year get everything 
in and settled before the the NFL draft in April. Um, so you know if you're if you're doing any like um, trades or, or anything that's gonna sort of affect the the rookie draft coming up in that time frame, look to getting get that completed before the NFL draft. Uh, and then hopefully we'll have the draft shortly after the actual NFL draft, uh, maybe a couple weeks, or we'll try to get something on the schedule for spring or very early summer so we have more time to consider our roster cuts this time around. All right, you guys have a great week, and good luck in the last couple weeks before the playoffs. Thank you for listening to The Niche with the Commish. Ta-ta! Good insights, Kamish. Thanks for the for the information on on the uh, the trade deadline and all that stuff. But there's no tip. <laughs> there's no tip. I want that. that that's I, why I, I completely listen. understand. He's trying to win here. I'm gonna. I listen every Saturday morning to hear that tip. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then comes and at a then, price. And then what's the deal? Do, do, he just doesn't like me. I don't. There's do. there's just a lot of insubordination in this week in this league. Oh, you know, I, I completely understand. If I was the commish, I would. Probably feel the same way. Haven't you ever had a team not show up? <laughs> yes. Did Stump not have a team that showed up this past week? I mean, come on, Thomas. Open your eyes. There are always teams that don't have their players show up. <laughs> so get off my back. <laughs> okay, to avoid any more fines, should we should we move on to the next segment? Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Speaking of the commish... That just makes sense to talk about rural changes. And, um, okay, here's what happened last week. I felt like a real idiot last week. And do you know what happened last week? You started the wrong quarterback. I was an idiot because I listened to all the experts. All the experts said, Cam, 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 Cam. And then as I'm watching the game, I didn't actually watch the game. I was just kind of monitoring it because I, sometimes I work out at night and so I'll, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on my Nordic track where I'm about to die every, every night when I'm using it. So, so when I'm taking breaks, I'll look at the screen. And what's the deal with Roethlisberger? He had like 50 points in the first 10 minutes. I'm exaggerating. But right. um, it's like, here's the real change I have after Roethlisberger put up 30-some-odd points. Cam let me down with 14. Why don't we just have two quarterbacks? And then we don't have that issue anymore. Would be exciting. So what do you think of that? Is that a good rule change? I, I think the people in the league who have two top 10, top 15 quarterbacks on their team already would be excited because then it take away the stress of having to figure out who to play. It makes the quarterback worth a little more when drafting. That is one of the few strengths I have on my yeah. team. So I have, I have Newton, Cam Newton, I have Ben Roethlisberger, but... There is another player out there, and you'll, you, you're going to be shocked when I tell you who it is, but do you know who has a good dynamic duo at quarterback? Mr. Acme Pack. How would you guess? <laughs> he's got Mahomes, and he's got Aaron Rodgers. He would, he would win every game if he had... If we had two quarterbacks. Oh, you wait, know, he still is winning every game. He, he Aaron Rodgers, he, he sets him on the bench because he's terrible. He and only scored he, he 21 only sc- points. Good he, thing he didn't start him. Yeah, good thing he didn't start him. So hopefully Mahomes will put up, you know, 21-plus easily. But right. there's a situation. So just before we move into our next segment, you brought up an interesting point. You, you've struggled a little bit 
uh, with your quarterback situation. By the way, you don't have any slouches at quarterback. You've got Cousins. He's a good quarterback. Right. thought last year he had a great year. And, of course, his team had put on the franchise tag. Was it one or two years? I, I don't recall. Is at least one year. And you've got Russell Wilson, who is an, he's considered an elite quarterback. Number one quarterback last year, by the way. And you've had some bad luck. And you were telling me earlier this week that maybe the goal should just be have one really good quarterback play him every game except for your bye week. Right. You still believe that? Is that good advice? It's something that I'm willing to definitely experiment with uh, more because in the past couple of years I've tended to to just draft the the quarterback that I'm going to get in the later rounds and and um, you know hope that he has a has a decent season and stream if I have to, but it, it just has really been frustrating this year for sure on the quarterback level. Good points. By the way, how have you liked the Moron Files the last couple of weeks? Oh, very good. Very interesting. Thought-provoking. I'm, I'm learning. And so let's uh, take a break here for the Moron Files, and we'll see you in just a couple of minutes. Hello, everyone. I'm G1 of the Moron Files. As a Sebastian of ignorance and fantasy football, I'm here to share with you my personal journey toward excellence in America's crazy pastime, fantasy football. In this installment of the Moron Files, I want to talk about OPRK or opponent's rank in the very place you set your lineup each week. Now, Chris, Jake, Thomas, Joe Ryan, Landon, I know you guys know this stuff, but props to G2 for telling me about this. For instance, this week, Eric Ebron plays against an opponent rank of number one. Oh, no. When you click on that link, you see how many tight end points that Tennessee has given up each week. Yikes. I see lots of single digits. But they did stink against Zach Ertz and his 20-plus points earlier in the season. Now, if I scroll down to my bench, I see that Ricky Seals-Jones, hey, that's a cool name, by the way. Uh, Anyway, Seals-Jones is going against the Raiders, ranked 26 against tight ends. (laughs) Say what? I see 12? 22, 12, 41, 22 points. Boy, G1 has a big decision this week. So anyway, such amazing information if you like data. But you knew that, right? I didn't until G2 showed me this. So again, props to you, partner. And there you have it for this week's installment of The Moron Files with G1 as he continues his path on fantasy football literacy and excellence. All right. Very insightful. Uh, Of course, again, it helps being a moron. (laughs) That's what makes those shows, those segments possible. Right. Hey, let's talk real quickly. We were talking about quarterbacks a couple of minutes ago. Let's talk about tight ends. I was looking at some of the some of the players and and maybe I was listening to Mike. Is it Mike Teglier? Is that how you say his name? Yeah, I I think so. I like him. I like listening to him. He so he's on Fantasy Pros uh, podcast and he was mentioning tight ends as being really a tough. It's a it's a tough position because there's not that many good ones this year. Just the way 
a lot of the, the a snap a lot of the targets are going to tight ends the slot positions so there's really only just a handful of, of once you get past the sixth seventh position uh position there's rank not much there's not much there so it's a crap shoot in your opinion can you get by without a tight end and still win i think it's possible um you know, in fact, if you look at Chris's team, not to not Chris, to bash his Chris, team in any way. That Chris. <laughs> uh, now, right now, he's playing Jack Doyle this week, who's come back from an injury in the past couple weeks. So we can't really look at his season numbers per se. But um, uh, over the season, Chris had to he played Rudolph to start the season a little bit, and he was okay. You know, it kind of averaged around nine. I'm, I'm gonna say nine or ten points, and he's done fine. It's enough to where he's not losing out on the position. I know he'd like to have a strength there, uh, but he has so many other strong points on his team that you know it works out. Uh, that's kind of kind of my thoughts there. I'm developing an opinion. So you've got is it Landon that has Zach Ertz? Yes. And you've got Kelsey. I'm developing an opinion. You don't build your team around them. It really helps if you got those. I don't know if those are your corner piece players. It just means you're going to have a big advantage from week to week. Right. So it to me it just appears that if you've got good good players around your tight end, you can kind of hide uh, someone who can yeah. score and, and seven here, eight. Here's points. what I would say: you know, if if you don't have Kelsey Ertz, uh, maybe George Kittle, uh, Gronk when he's healthy. Uh, I don't know if I'm forgetting one, but uh, if you don't have those guys, then yeah, it is a drop off. But uh, just the way tight ends have worked this year. You have some weeks where they don't do a whole lot, and then they'll have a week where they go off. So it's the kind of thing where I think you can benefit from the position if you just sit tight on the tight end you have and give him a shot. And, yeah, he's going to have some off weeks, and you can survive that because of your other players. But then he's going to have those weeks where he goes off. And, and I think it's a it's a trade-off that's that's worthy of, of going through that, that situation. And... There's an and. You might get some mana from heaven, <laughs> as in my case. Eric Ebron oh getting my. a rushing touchdown oh and my. two receiving touchdowns on three receptions. He's had a thirty point <laughs> he's had a thirty point week and he's had a twenty yeah, that he had a great game last week. So that I was mean, with Doyle in the lineup. That's with even. Doyle in lineup. So like I said, you may get lucky. And again, that he does not repeat that season next year. Ain't gonna happen. So that that's nice. I'm, I'm going to be looking for a tight end next year. Uh, moving on, moving on. And by the way, we went way, way, way too long uh, last week. And I don't even know if we have time really to do this section. So we may wait until next week. So let's just go ahead and talk about what we will say uh, for next week. And the question is, I'm not going to ask you, GT. I'm going to ask our audience, are you better off now than when you were at the beginning of the season? Great in, question. In, in terms of your teams, we were going to do that, but like I said, time just flies on these podcasts, which is it's, it's fascinating. So are you better off today? Are you better off now than you were earlier? And I can already tell you, Landon may be our biggest turnaround team. Um, and MLB baseball. 
Okay. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, going moving on, moving on. Uh, I would say Landon is a great, great inspiration uh, that anyone can can turn around. And by the way, let's not discount Anthony. Um, you know, he has. I mean, he has one of the top running backs in the league, and I really believe. He he could have put up big points. He, he, I really think he should have more wins uh, than he has. So I would say he's better off, at least in terms of last year. So there, we're not really answering that question specifically. He is better than last year, but is he better off than the first season? Don't know. So anyway, that will be a question that we'll we'll, we'll wait off to wait until next week. So I want to wrap up by talking a little bit of news in the NFL. And let's leave the Le'Veon Bell situation for last because we did bring him up last week. But then we found out his decision uh, this week. But let's talk about the Monday night football move. Now, that doesn't impact you and I. I'm just really frustrated, (laughs) though. I I think it would have been such a cool game. It was last year when they did it. In Mexico. As a big Chiefs and Rams fan, both. Uh, I, I think it just would have been a really fun experience. So I, I know Thomas and probably Joe Ryan and maybe Chris, maybe Jake, uh, had spent a lot of dollars uh, with plane tickets. Big party and, and going to Mexico City, so I guarantee I, it. I feel sorry for you guys. I mean, do those people get all their money back? <laughs> uh, I honestly don't know the, the rules on that. Um, I'm going to guess that there's some type of compensation uh, redistribution, uh, redistribution somehow. So maybe, maybe in a year or two, maybe we make that trip and go down to Mexico. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That would be interesting. We just want to make sure that they actually play it. It sounds like the NFL. Some of the writers uh, were giving the NFL a little bit of a hard time about that. Did they not see this coming? Uh, so it just seems like the NFL needs a good PR firm. Uh, right now. And then finally, do, do you have any opinions about the uh, Le'Veon Bell situation? Uh, uh, I'm not surprised that this is the ultimate move. He went this long uh, not signing, and it's. I think it's more of a pride thing. You know, he stuck with it that long. He's not going to suddenly sign with the team after he's lost so much money. He'd only have gained, you know, I think it was maybe $7 million or something. Right. Which, obviously, that's a ton of money for normal people. Yep. But... For him, it's like he's already lost a ton of money, so he might as well just save a season. I, I had one of my meetings with a uh, client, and he's from he, he's he's from uh, Pennsylvania, so he's a big Steelers fan. And I just told Bill, I just said, I don't like what I'm reading because they're either making one guy look bad. No, let's have balance this story. He he did not want to sign because that kept him from being a free agent and if he signs that well, you know what about next year so he's worried about his health what if he signs that franchise tag and he gets hurt there there goes i mean that's a big risk because now he can't get that two three five year right contract the only uh sorry i interrupted you well and 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 i know there's a there's a counter to that and uh, and he probably also knew that his other stopgap was well they could put another franchise tag on me the third <laughs> year but they'd be paying almost double uh, the fourteen that he would have received had he you know started the, right. the season with them. Of course, and, me as a fan and someone who likes stats and seeing you know great players over the career, you know he's potentially losing a year of his prime for for a year at the end of his, of, at the end of his career that won't be as productive as this year right here. So. 
yeah, he's going to be healthy for longer potentially, but he's not going to be as productive in that extra year that he that he's getting. So I yeah, I yeah, no, it's a little I hear frustrating, I but. hear you. I I no, I hear you. It hurts hurts fans, hurts the game. It just makes you wonder if are there any rule changes uh, coming? Again, I I have no idea. But anyway, fascinating. A discussion so that's going to be a wrap and like i said next week is going to be interesting we have maybe two interviews not just one but definitely i'm looking forward to, to interviewing chris and jake and we might have another one we'll we'll, we'll see play, play it by ear but anyway you will be on the road so we'll be you'll be calling it in if you will down in arkansas so that that will be fun arkansas <laughs> Where they where they speak twang, <laughs> a lot of family affairs going on. Yeah, that's the place where you drive down there. You see a lot of refrigerators on the front porch, <laughs> and and some couches on the front porch as well. So uh, yeah, that good times good good times. So anyway, everyone, good luck. Happy Thanksgiving. Good luck with week eleven, and uh, if unless you're playing me, I'm not going to wish you good <laughs> good luck. And if and if you're playing G two, uh, I'm not going to wish you good luck. But everybody else good luck and uh, see you next week thank you for listening to vietnam fantasy football talk with the two g's mark and drew